Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash W-A-N-T-P-O-W-E-R. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubel, MD, episode number 151. Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight so you can feel better and have the life you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Well, hey there, my friend. How's it going? Welcome back to the podcast. So glad to have you here. If you are new here, then welcome. I'm so glad that you've come to join us. This is a great first, second, third (laughs) podcast to listen to. Or if you've been with me for a long time, you're not going to want to miss this one either. I cannot wait to introduce you to my guest on today's podcast. I have Shannon Weinstein on the podcast today. She's an emergency room physician. She's going to tell you all about herself. She is really, really an amazing human being, as all of you are. But she is just someone who first of all, was kind enough to come on and do the podcast with me for a second time, because the first time we did it, my audio was all messed up. And it just was not good. You would not have wanted to listen to it. So we had to do it again. But this time was actually even better because we got to cover a lot of topics that I honestly forgot to ask her about. She's someone who had really, really, really despised her practice her her work as an emergency room physician, and was really looking for an escape strategy was using food to feel better was just overall really struggling. And all of this work has really made her fall in love with medicine again. And she's lost over 70 pounds. 
And just her whole life is different. And she's so grateful for all of it. She's done so, so, so well. Can't wait for you to hear all about how she really worked on problem solving for herself rather than just waiting for the answer and the solution to just fall into her lap. It's really, really inspiring. And I can't wait for you to listen. So please enjoy my interview with Shannon Weinstein. Hey, Shannon, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. I just feel like we should just tell everybody what we're doing here, (laughs) which is that this is the second time that we're doing this. (laughs) We had an amazing conversation, recorded the whole thing, and then my audio was messed up. It was totally a tech issue on my side, my fault. And you were so kind to come on again and do it again. But as we were just saying, we don't really remember what we talked about. And I did recognize that there were a bunch of things that I forgot to ask you about. So it's going to be perfect, right? Exactly. That is my mindset. We are so excited about it. Okay. So let's just start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself, a little background about you. Okay. I am an emergency room physician in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I am 36 years old. I have a daughter who is four and a husband and a little dog. And I am now 71 pounds down in my journey. It's been incredible. So fun. I cannot wait to dig in. Okay. So let's have you start where we have everybody start. Start from the beginning. When did you first start struggling with your weight? As far back as I can remember. I was a kid, basically an overweight kid, overweight teenager, and so on and so forth. I think I started becoming conscious about it when I was a teenager, but I look back in pictures and see that I was definitely an overweight kid. And then that's, you know, when the dieting began when I was a teenager, all throughout college, lose gain, lose, gain, lose, gain. I lost a big chunk and kept it off for the end of college at the beginning of med school. And then really mainly by like working out a ton, like kind of diet mentality, like I can eat what I want, but let me just, you know, work out 7 million thousand hours. So toward the end of med school and the beginning of residency, I started gaining again. And then I gained a lot in residency took some off to get pregnant and have my child and did really well during the pregnancy, didn't gain a whole lot at all. And then after I had my kid, a bunch more went on. And that's when I found you have like a few years. I think my daughter was like, just turned three. Okay. So early on, was your family just like, maybe just your eating habits weren't good? Or was it like you learned to emotionally eat early on or how did that My whole family is overweight. So nobody, nobody knew anything about healthy eating in my family. You know, we're big Italian family. It's pasta and bread and spaghetti and everything all the time for special occasions, for routine night meals. So slowly, actually over my journey, you know, we've all been learning about nutrition and healthy eating and and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, we were like middle-class family. We knew nothing except what, you know, was recommended was the, you know, food pyramid. And at the bottom of that was like, you know, carbs, carbs, and more carbs. So, you know, we didn't really know. So we didn't know how to do better. And that's that's what I followed basically. Yeah. So would you say that the emotional eating kind of started when you're in high school or more like... I think probably in high school. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, the, the pressures of high school and wanting to, you know, do well. And, you know, that's when you start like cramming or that's when I started cramming for stuff, staying up all night, needing that, you know, those hits of energy, food coffee, you know, whatever. And that's how I thought I was doing well. I was doing myself a favor. Like if I could stay up all night and get a great grade, I can move on to a great college and so on and so forth. Keep, you know, yeah. moving up, up, up. 
putting more pressure on myself and not realizing that it was like my bad eating habits that were, you know, contributing to my weight gain. Yeah. Do you know what I was just thinking of? This is so funny. This probably totally dates me, but I bet somebody listening is going to you're going to remember these. I remember being a kid and watching commercials for Snickers, the candy bar. And it was a commercial where there was a girl who was away at college. And so she was talking about like how she was going to be studying. And, you know, they kind of showed her in the dorms and the library and in classes and stuff. And then she talked about like when she really needs to buckle down and study, you know, Snickers is what gets her through. And it's just so funny to my whatever eight or 10 year old brain or however old I was just going like, oh, that's what you do in college. Like you eat candy to be able to study. (laughs) Right, right. Right? It's like marketing and telling you stuff works. Oh, yeah. So then in residency, you said you added a whole lot more on. So what was unique about residency? I think at that time, you know, I I didn't have time to work it off anymore. And then, you know, I'm getting older as well. So working out, working it off doesn't work as well anymore either. So I don't have time to work out. And then it's not working as well as it used to. And even more time I'm awake trying to stay up overnight and more eating. And, you know, it's socially acceptable. Everybody's like, oh, we all need to keep up our spirits. Let's, you know, have some pizza at 2 a.m. or, you know, yeah. like this chocolate cake or you know, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's just like very socially acceptable. It's just the thing you did. And then, of course, you know, I didn't have time to work out. And not that that would have helped anyway, because even when I did work out, it was, either as punishment to myself, like, oh my gosh, I stayed up all night and need all the things. Let me work out. Or, you know, like even when it was like a stress relief and I wasn't trying to consciously think I should lose weight from it. Like secretly I did. I just wanted to be able to work out, work out off the weight. Yes. Like yeah. to get it all off. Yeah, right. exactly. So then, so you were, you kind of were able to lose some, then you had the baby and then you gained even more after that, which is like yes. not the way we want it to go. <laughs> we were like, it's supposed to go the other direction. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I had this like, everybody I knew was like, oh, I lost so much weight breastfeeding. I was like, yes, I'm going to breastfeed. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to lose all my weight. No, that's not happen. No, you know, late nights pumping and breastfeeding, little snacking here, you know, little big snacks, not just little snacks, you know, like tired and what was me? I have to get up and breastfeed the baby. I have to be awake to pump, you know, the baby's waking up at all hours of the night. I, I deserve a snack or I need something to keep my energy up, you know, you know, that, that whole situation. And then even during the day, you know, I think maybe just being a new mom, you know, I was maybe throwing a little postpartum depression. I'm not really sure, but possibly back then, you know, I just used eating to cope. I thought I was doing myself a favor, you know? Well, and we learned that in our training too. Like when you're so tired, you get some food and it gives you something to do. It kind of wakes you up. It gives you that little dopamine hit. So like, why wouldn't you do that when you're tired from having a newborn as well? Right. Right. Like you're like, Hey, I know how to handle this. (laughs) Yep. Food is the answer. (laughs) Exactly. So then I, if I remember correctly, you found the podcast Yes. And then things started to change. So I, yeah, I lost about 15 pounds by myself for like a couple months doing the podcast. And then you had the webinar and after a few months and I immediately signed up and that's when my life changed. (laughs) You know, I watched that sugar film that you have us watch before the the actual date starts and list audio books, the OPC code. And really that's when things started to click for me. You know, I kind of went down a rabbit hole of like internet searching about Jason Fong and the obesity code and that sugar film and all the other stuff associated with it. You know, it was just like 
clicking in my brain, you know, that like the way I've been doing things these past 20 something years has been totally against what my body wants me to do. And Mm -hmm. it was at first really uncomfortable. Like I, you know, beat myself up about it. I was kind of depressed, kind of didn't want to start. I was like, well, if I had known these things, I wouldn't needed to join Katrina. I wouldn't, I wouldn't need, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever I should, I should have known this. Like, but really the, the program is much more about that. It's not even about what you eat. It's, yeah. you know, it's all the mind. Like a little bit. It's, it's a little bit about it's that. All, <laughs> it's a little bit about that. But like, like. It's about that, that because. It's the only like, thing it was about. And I was like yeah. mad that I just spent the money to learn that I just needed to stop snacking and, you know, eat less refined foods basically. Or, you yeah. know, eat. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a challenge when I first started. I was like, I can't believe. I'm going to spend six months and this amount of money to, you know, <laughs> just do what I just learned to do in those, you know, the, those couple of days. I was like, I could have done that on my own, but yeah. really, no. I That's just the start. That just scrapes just the surface. start. And what that yeah. does is it prepares you to be in a place to be able to actually tackle everything else. Because yes. when you're, you're still eating all the flour and sugar and using that to neutralize all your emotions, you're like, I have a great life. I have nothing to complain yes. about. I don't know why I struggle with food. Like you have to right. strip that all away to even be in a position to be able to. Yes. Identify what it is, even know what the actual problem is. I think so often we're like, you know, I just don't know what it is. Right. I can help you figure that out. Right. Right. You don't know what the problem is because you're buffering it away or I was buffering it away. Yes, exactly. Yes. So, so good. So, okay. So, so then you started digging in though and things started really changing for you, right? Oh yeah. My everything. I felt so overwhelmed because everything was changing all at once. Like I was applying all these tools and at first, like, you know, you, you usually recommend, you know, apply the tools to one area of your life and other areas of life start changing. And I kind of just wanted to start with everything everywhere in my life, which was super overwhelming. And I actually started doing that and things started changing. And then I was like, whoa, this is too much change and kind of had to freak out, settled down again and really dug in some more and did start just focusing on, you know, one area of my life. And you were right. Like just focusing on that one area opens up the different areas of your life. So my relationship with my friends and family has changed. You know, I had a difficult relationship with my brother a lot of my life and it's been amazing now. You know, he struggles with his own issues and I'm just able to approach him from compassion and respect. And when I have interactions with him, I don't feel like going to the fridge afterward or, you know, opening up Mm -hmm. a wine bottle. My husband's I relationship is stronger than it's ever been. We had a great relationship to begin with. So I was like, ah, oh, there's nothing there. And then just this opened up, you know, next level stuff, like just amazing stuff with us. Mm-hmm. And then the most major thing is, is at work. I was at the brink of major burnout, basically, when I found the program. Did not like what I was doing, did not want to be there and was considering a career change, was considering just defaulting on my loans and going to work at a Target, like really extreme that stuff. Bad, huh? <laughs> it was really bad. It was really bad. And I am at a place right now where I love what I do now. I am honored to go be at work and work amongst the people I work with and take care of the people I take care of. And it's like, it's not magic. I put a lot of work into yeah. that. Um, I was going to say, right. You didn't switch jobs. Nope. I'm at the same, same job. job. <laughs> same, yep, same hours. Nothing has changed. I work nights, weekends, holidays. Nothing has changed, just my work that I've done in my mind. You know, it's not to say I don't have good days and bad days. I absolutely do. I have days where I think, you know, sometimes like, you know, 
a patient frustrates me, a nurse frustrates me, the whole system frustrates me. But I realize now I'm choosing to think that it frustrates, you know, choosing to think thoughts that leave me feel frustrated. And if I want, I can, I can change those. Or if I really do feel like I'm frustrated and something needs to change, I can have thoughts that help me approach it from a standpoint that, you know, allows me to take better action than just pouting and eating and buffering and, you know, whining and whatever else. Like, Which is what most people do. Change. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then you can actually change the system. That's what we think. Right. We're like, well, if I'm okay with it, then how, you know, how are we ever going to change this broken system? Well, the way you change the broken system it's is not by out. complaining and eating food. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it turns out. You can, you can feel some emotions that allow you to do positive things and make positive changes, not, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so great. So one thing that I think is amazing, the work that you did is you really had to figure out as so many people who work shift work do, how you're going to eat based on what kind of a day it is. (laughs) Like there's this, this shift kind of a day and another shift kind of a day and this kind of day and that kind of day. And, you know, there's no way that I could possibly know what you should do. It's going to work for you. I can give you suggestions. I can offer you support and help and ideas, but ultimately you have to figure that out. So can you take us through the process of figuring that out for yourself? Yes. At first, I wanted you to figure it out for me. And I think I asked you a few times in coaching, can you just give me some recipes and some situations and some possibilities that will work with my life? And you repeatedly told me that I lovingly that I need to figure it out. And and then it clicked for me. Like As I slowly started figuring some things out, I was like, oh, I can figure out all of this. So you know, I at first figured out that I could fast overnight. And that was a game changer for me because like, that's unheard of. Nobody does an overnight shift in the emergency room and doesn't eat. Like even yeah. still to this day, most of the nurses and techs know I don't eat overnight, but they'll catch themselves. They're like, oh, we're ordering. Do you want to order? And oh, never mind. Dr. Weinstein doesn't eat at night. You're right. Okay. Which is so like, interesting because like, when, thing, like <laughs> you know? right, when you when you are sleeping all night, you're fasting right. all night, right? So this right. isn't like some like right. crazy thing we're proposing. Right, <laughs> right, right. Typically, your body doesn't get food all night long. And even right. when you're awake, you're just doing the same thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, on those days where I work nights, I will get my food in during the daytime and then I'll sleep before my shift and then, you know, I'll fast all night like I, you know, like I would have been sleeping. On days where I have a very early shift, like 7 a.m. morning shift, what I do is I will skip breakfast and I'll just eat lunch and dinner because that's just easier with getting up that early. When I have to get up that early, I don't feel like making breakfast. I'm not really even truly hungry at that time. So I skip breakfast. And then the later shifts, I will usually do a breakfast and a dinner and skip lunch because going into like the afternoon shifts, you're jumping right in and you're working. Like there's already a bunch of people that are waiting to be seen. There's going to be no time to be like, Oh, I just got here. I'm going to stop for a lunch break. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. So really learning, like learning that and like applying it to my life is so empowering because it's not like, like you telling me, all right, you have to stick to this thing. This is something I made for myself and made for my life. And it's not something I have to do. It's something that I choose to do and that I want to do. Like this is working for my life. Yeah. And I love that it's working for my life, but yeah. What the way I do something is not going to be the way somebody else does something and works for their life. Yeah. And I truly get that now, but I was really resistant to it in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's what's so great is like that, you know, you're just an example of someone who 
actually did that part of it. Like I can only do so much of it for you before you have to show up for yourself and really just experiment and be willing for it to not work. And for you, not eating all night is is great, right? For someone else, they might find that something else works differently or when you're able to sleep is, you know, different than someone else. So let's actually touch on that briefly because there's the whole staying up all night, but then like, but now I'm kind of wired and tired, but I'm more wired than tired. So how about, you know, the sun's up, how about I just try to get the laundry done and run errands and stuff instead of sleeping? That was, that was your body really needs. Right. Right. Yeah. I would try to come home and like, you, you don't really think you're tired, but like you actually are physically tired, but your brain from the shift is still like mentally going. And I would just try to fit in way too many things, you know, to the point of like, exhaustion and like falling asleep in the living room floor, not having showered, not having taken off my makeup, you know, not having taken off all my jewelry, like, like literally would just pass out on the living room floor because I like just push myself to like the brink of exhaustion yeah. and then like sleep on the living room floor for like a few hours, wake up with like a numb arm. Cause I like, fall asleep in a weird way. <laughs> right. and like just horrible, horrible sleep. Like how am I getting good sleep on the living room floor? Yeah. So I've had to make a protocol for myself. Like, you know, you usually get home between seven and eight and you're allowed like an hour to do whatever you need to do. So if you think you need to make an email, uh, make a phone call, do an email, throw a load of laundry in, whatever you need to do, you need to prioritize because you only have that hour and then you go to wind down mode. Like mm-hmm. no more screens, no more phones, no more emails, no more phone calls, nothing. You know, the kids are already at school and I shower, I do my meditation and I, I make the room dark and sometimes I listen to some music before I go to sleep and that's it. And I have to be really strict with myself. And I usually want to say, you know, by like eight o'clock, eight or nine o'clock, depending on when I get home, it really depends on, sometimes I don't get on, out of my shift on time. So wherever I'm at, it's an hour from when I stepped at the door, you know, I'm going to want to do other things and I have to say no to myself. Like I say no to my four-year-old, my, well, she's, she's almost four. Is it no to my four-year-old? I have to say no to myself. Like I have to treat myself like my four-year-old. Like, no, I know you think you want that. I can't let you have that. And yeah. I've heard you say it so many times. And when I, that's at that point, when I started talking to myself, like I was four years old, like with compassion, but like, yeah. but like stern, that's when things started happening. You know, there was no back and forth in my brain, like, yes and no, yes and no. Like it's not no, a negotiation. Not a negotiation. Like I'm the adult right now. Like this is what we're doing. Yeah. And it's so silly to like, you know, let the world hear that, that I talk to myself like I'm a four-year-old. <laughs> But, but sometimes like, we need that, right? Because yeah. we're like uh, living on every whim, what we feel like doing in the yes. moment. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to sleep time. right now like this. Yeah. Well, but you haven't even tried. <laughs> you, you haven't know? even tried. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, yeah, exactly. And, you know, some people struggle with, with the sleep. I know you were saying that you have kind of like you meditate, you do things. And if even if yeah. you're just laying there resting, it's still better than running around trying to get things done. Yeah. Usually if I go through my whole routine, I don't have any trouble. It's when I like try to fit a few things in at the last minute and then Mm. don't have time for my routine and try to jump in bed and like, you know, I'll make up for while just going right to sleep. No, because I wasn't, I wasn't relaxing and getting my body ready for sleep. I was trying to fit those few things in and my brain is still wired from trying to fit yeah. those two things in. Exactly. Exactly. And just thinking about how you'd pass out on the living room floor. I'm like, you know, it's one thing when you're a resident and that would happen. Like it's oh, another when an you weren't attending, you know, yeah, like yeah. You no excuses anymore. You'd, and my husband and I would fight about it because like I would wake up and be miserable. Like my arm would be numb. Oh, and my I can't neck even would imagine. Be in a yes. Stiff neck. Like, 
you know, he would try to move me to the room and I would fight with him. Like, nah, leave me alone. Like waking the, the sleeping yeah. bear. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. All just taking, I mean, ultimately what it is, is just taking responsibility for yourself as an adult, yes. which yes. means recognizing that there is that part of you. That's like the four-year-old that's like, right. but I want to do this now. Like that's right. sweet. And I, that would be fun at another time or day. Right. <laughs> Not right now. Cause this is the time that we need to do that. Yeah, yeah, I love absolutely. that. That's so great. So another thing that has been a result of you going through this, besides changing your whole experience of your work, because you're 36, like hopefully you have lots more years of taking care of people out of you. I'm so glad. Like I love that you you told me you're like I was just looking at every get rich quick scheme. <laughs> every get rich quick scheme. Sign me up. Like, like, sign me up. I got to get out of here. And now that's yes. changed. It's so awesome. But a lot has changed with your family and their health and their weight too. So I wanted to have yes. you talk a little bit more about that. So my mother, I asked her if I could, you know, announce this on, on air. She's lost 55 pounds and Amazing. probably has another 30-ish to go. And she's so proud of that. And we've been basically just doing the work together, you know, like whatever I learned here, I just tell her, hey, try this. Uh, you know, yeah. she's us thought downloads and we discuss things. You know, I tell her what the topic of the month is, time scarcity. We talk about time scarcity and she's like, you know, this is really showing up in my life this way and that way. So she's just, it's been incredible the the amount of work oh, that great. she's done and the, the results that she's she's gotten. And then my husband's lost weight because of Rowan. I think he's lost like 20 pounds doing the same thing. He'll hear Katrina mm-hmm. on in the background and, you know, we'll we'll talk about things. So what would Katrina do or what would Katrina say about this? Or <laughs> in the middle of a fight, you know, like those are your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and then my daughter just, uh, it, it makes me tear up sometimes thinking about it. Just, you know, she was, she's like in the 90th percentile for height and weight. So she's not like, it's not mismatched. Like she's just a tall girl. So she's, you know, she's a little bit, yeah. um, you know, higher weight. But in the beginning, you know, like I was modeling stuff like, oh, mommy's stressed, I'm going to eat. Oh, you know, we, we, all the things we gorge on all the things during happy times. We, you know, and then we like really restrict later and really the diet mentality, which I didn't even really realize I was doing in the beginning until this work. And it just makes me so happy that like, never again, at least for me, is she going to be modeled diet mentality? Sure. Maybe out in the world, but for me and our house, her mother and father will not be demonstrating that to her and hopefully will instill, you know, the confidence in her to eat what, how is healthy for her. And I know she's on her own journey and she's going to do what she wants to do, but at least it feels good for me mm-hmm. to know that I am at least providing her with, with an example, you know, my husband and I of like, what yeah. is rational and normal. Right. Yeah. And I think that's all all we have control over is how we show up for them and how they take it interpreted, of course, is up to them. But like you said, you can, you don't, you can cross that thing to feel guilty about like off your list, right? (laughs) You're like, you know, I did my own thing for myself and the best I could do was to create this environment for her and it's up to her. And you had mentioned too, that you really didn't know how to cook before. And so you learning how to cook and your husband too. And yes. Yeah. And again, like I wanted the, you know, the recipes, what are your recipes? Cause you know, what's going to make me get healthy real quick. And we've been learning like what we do and don't like how we like things cooked, you know? And so now we have our basic meals that we make. And the thing is, is that like our lifestyle, like it's just not conducive for me cooking every single meal every day for us for the rest of our lives. Like it's just, I'm, on a lot of nights out of the week at work or wherever my husband's too. He has his own firm and, you know, he networks and stuff. 
So we learn how to order healthy as well, you know, order in and make that work for our lifestyle. And, you know, in a combination of that and us learning, you know, how to cook quick, easy meals that like aren't involved, a few simple ingredients, how we like things cooked. And it's, it's a joyful meal. It's yummy. It's healthy. And, you know, it's not hard. Yeah. You know, and And just really opening yourself up to that, right? Like there, it's possible that there could be some ways that we could feed ourselves that taste good and taste good, right? And instead of having to follow like a 30 thing recipe for like, you know, an hour and like, I don't have time for that. I don't even want to do that. Like yeah, more power to the cooks out there. I love them. I appreciate them. But that, you know, that I don't, I don't want to do. I don't want to cook for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. it's just been, yeah, truly yeah. amazing. I was able to pick up the skill that I did not identify with before, you know, and like yeah. you said, opening up my mind, I could learn how to cook someday. That's healthy for me and right and works with my lifestyle. And now it's, you know, that was a monkey bar thought. And now it's, I am, I cook, I'm yeah. a cook. I cook for my lifestyle. You are. Totally. It works, works for us. Yeah. 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 And if you really think about it, right, like it wasn't modeled to you growing up. So it's not like you're like, yeah, what do you eat? Well, pasta and like, right. all those things. Right. Like, wait, but if I can't make that, then what do I make? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's so great. So now in masters, so you're still, you're at this, you're still losing some more weight. You're just telling yeah. me how you've broken through a plateau finally and dropping some more weight, which is yeah. awesome. What else are you working on in terms of yourself personally? Right now, I'm really working with the idea of like being present in my life and especially with my daughter and in time, never having enough time for her, never having enough time for our life and really not wanting to think that way. You know, I want to be present with her. And when we do have time, I want to think to myself that it's quality time and that I love spending, you know, spending the time I do have with her. And so, I've, yeah, I've been just, just working on being more present in, in all relationships and areas of my life, just being present. Yeah. I mean, which is that that's so important because that's those experiences that create your life and they create that story of like, what kind of mother are you? And that kind of thing. Right. It's, it's so interesting that it's the people who have, you know, tons of time, but they're completely mentally checked out. Right. Physically there, but not mentally there. And the people who are, it's the opposite, right. They maybe don't have the time, but when they're there, they're like a hundred percent there. And I think quality. Yeah kind of goal, right? That's that's what we're striving for is like, when I'm here, I am all All in in. 100% connected. Good, the bad, the ugly, the tears, the tantrums, the snuggles, like it's all good. All of it's good and all of it, I want all of it. Yes, exactly. Rather than like, why is she acting this way? There's 10 minutes that I have with her. Right. It's so easy to be like, great, I get the worst hours of the day, you know, or something like that. (laughs) Exactly. You hit the nail on the head there. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That is so great. Good. Okay. If there's somebody out there, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's listening, who's like, this sounds so much like me. I don't really know if I could really do this stuff. It seems kind of like a leap of faith. I don't really know. What would you tell them? I would tell them that you can do it and that you could do it on your own, or you could do it with the help of a group. With doing it on your own, you have to be really what's the word, dedicated, organized, you're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to take time every single day and set aside time and do the work. And it may take you a lot longer. And you, if you're okay with that, then all you know, more power to you. But like the beauty of a group setting is that you can learn from others while you're working on yourself. There's so many things that people have been coached on um, listening to that I didn't even realize 
applied to me and applied to my life. And, you know, or the way people think about things like, oh, I need a monkey bar thought. I don't really, nothing really is coming up. Like, oh, listening to this person, they, that totally works for me. Or, or no, not really. That, that one doesn't really work for me, but oh, maybe I can like combine something that somebody said with something else somebody said and make it work for me. And that's the beauty of like doing this in a group with other people is one, you're with people who know your struggles and, you know, kind of have the same hectic lifestyle that we do as like physicians, women physicians. And two, you're just learning so much from each other, just, you know, absorbing it all. Whereas on your own, it could take you a really long time to get to the same, the same, you know, result of the, the mind management and, you know, and then ultimately the weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's, you know, it's interesting think about it. Like, you know, I've been doing this a number of years, but even my coach, like Brooke Castillo, who so many of you know, like she's been a coach now 14, 15 years, and she still has to have somebody else point out to her, like where there's flaws in her thinking, like you can only get so far on your own yes. before it's like really hard sometimes to see certain things in yeah. your life. It's just, you just cannot like extract yourself from your own life to be able to see it. But I agree, you can make a lot of progress on your own. It requires that dedication. And when you have that communal support, you have other people doing it, it gives you other, it gives you energy, it keeps you connected, it gives you yep. something to continue to look forward to. Yeah, it keeps yep. you accountable. Exactly. Because you know, there's people doing it, you want to be a part of that. And then as you went on with Masters, right, then we have the live events. We were just together recently. And those are just... So fun. So great. So great. So, um, so yeah, thank you. I think that will be helpful definitely for some people who are listening out there. Shannon, thank you so much for sharing your whole story. Um, It's so great. I'm so happy to have uh, shared everything. Definitely a leap of faith, but I'm so happy to put it out there. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. Best decision. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Did you know that you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to katrinaubelmd.com and click on free resources. 